questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. As I tell you every week, if you want to listen to tonight's full interview and every single interview we have ever done, all you have to do is click on the subscribe button of our website and you'll get your login and access immediately. Stop waiting. Get the truth today. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store where we have pure organic sulfur, a bunch of other stuff, including USB drives with all our seasons, not only with Veritas, but also Sanitas. And if you want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, have feedback, or simply just want to contact me, I always love to hear from you. Click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. There's an unexplained phenomenon that you probably experienced without knowing what it's called. And it's garnering more and more attention lately. The Mandela Effect is what the internet is calling those curious instances in which many of us are certain we remember something a particular way. But it turns out we are incorrect. These false memories have some people thinking their memory is failing. But some wonder if they've gone to a parallel universe or if time travelers have gone to the past and slightly affected our present, or if they're simply losing their minds. Whichever it is, what's most interesting about the Mandela Effect is that so many individuals share the same false memories. Here's a possible explanation. Humans are waking up to a new consciousness. When the collective consciousness of all of humanity tilts toward the new consciousness, the veil of the dark system will be and is being revealed. This is not good for those predators that treat us as feedstock. Everything for the last 2,000 years and longer has been a highly organized effort to put in place not only the current belief system, but the very mind being used to read these words. That mind is not you. All frequencies of all kinds, and everything is frequency, are controlled and utilized to keep you in the prison of your mind. Well, the cell door is open, and they are afraid you will walk through. The Mandela Effect is a program that is manipulating on the quantum level the fabric of this belief system's field of probability to cause enough confusion and doubt that they can delay the ascension long enough to put in a new belief system. The new system will require events that force sheep-like humans to adopt or starve. Those that adopt and all technology leads this direction will eventually be destroyed or become transhuman. Those that chose the natural way will survive. Humans have chosen to adhere to a belief system that does not allow them to process this information. Once the prison belief system is removed, you will again have access to the truth and know the things you will need to do to survive. What is the Mandela Effect? Is it a parallel universe? A simulated reality? CERN? Memory inaccuracy? Artificial intelligence? Or all or none of the above? 
To answer this question, tonight's special guest is Roy Horn. Roy is a professional musician and for over 45 years, he has strived to expand his consciousness and personal freedom. He is the author of The Mandela Effect Ascension. His website is meascension.com and he joins us directly from the state of Arkansas. Hello, Roy, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And Roy, this is one of those terms that has taken the alternative media by storm, I would say, probably for the past couple of years. But I've it wasn't until recently that I found out what the term was all about. A lot of people don't know why it's called the Mandela Effect. Let's start with that. Well, uh, in 2013, December of 2013, uh, Naz- uh, Nelson Mandela died. Um, and there was a lady by the name of uh, Fiona Broom, and she's the one that coined this term. And I don't remember if she was at a cocktail party or or exactly what it was, but uh, she mentioned that she remembered Mandela dying earlier, like in the 90s. And she found that among the group of people she was with, part of them had her memory, and part of them uh, uh, believed that the only time that Mandela had died was just right then, 2013. And by the way, I was one of those who thought he died in jail years ago, in the 80s, I think. Yes, I'm one of those. I had the 80s. and um, But you know what was what really strange was I remember him dying in the 80s in prison. But then in 2013, I do remember him dying. And I do not know why I didn't just say, no, wait a minute. But I just went right through it. I'm, I was just as asleep as everybody else, I guess. But anyway, she, this uh, Fiona Broom started this uh I guess a website or a conversation about this. And it led to all these other things in which, uh, there are all these peoples whose memories do not match the current timeline. And it was coined the Mandela effect because of it was started supposedly with Nelson Mandela's death. Now I read, I read a little bit about your bio, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, what brought you to this topic and, and all other topics that you discuss in your book? <laughs> um, it, it, in, back in the early 70s, I'm 66 years old. And, uh, and when I was 21 years old, a friend of mine turned me on to or introduced me. You can tell by my language. I'm an, an old hippie or whatever. But introduced me to these people that were very adept with peyote. <clears throat> and uh, this is down near Austin, Texas. And um, for an 18-month period, uh, I was invited, I guess you would say, to to do a peyote the correct way. One of these guys' ancestors um, that I met goes back uh, on the mother's side. Uh, his mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, all, all on the mother's side, they can trace it, or supposedly, to the Nahuatls, which is a... Uh, a Mexican Indian tribe or Central American Indian uh, pre-Aztec. Uh, the Aztec language is actually based on the Nahuatl language. Yeah, Nahuatl, they're uh, southern Mexico, and I believe uh, some of Guatemala also. That That's correct. And uh, But they go way back. And this, this one person I'm talking about who introduced me to peyote, <clears throat> his grandmother had introduced him, and she— and she is from that lineage, and this 
tradition had gone way back. And so I never did it as a uh, uh, joy ride. And uh, there's a specific way to do it. And, and you know, I did it in their way. Uh, I did it three different times that way. Each each time was a 72-hour uh, ordeal, basically. And um, But anyway, I... I I got some uh, an insight. If you do peyote seventy two hours, you know straight, uh, this reality will you know it fades away pretty quick. And then the what happens next is just depends on I guess your energetic state. And I'm not real sure how it happens for everybody else, but I was shown I guess the mechanics, or I could see the mechanics of uh, reality, what was really going on. And although uh, I never uh, put a lot of that together until just recently, it stayed with me forever. And enough of it was with me that I figured out what freedom really was. And so I strived for that all my life. That's just uh, since that time uh, that I guess that's been my vocation. Everything else has just been to maybe feed my body or pay a bill. But uh, every minute of every day, just about my whole focus has been on um uh, transcendence, I guess you would say, uh, a raising of the consciousness um, to to a freer state. How do you compare, and I don't mean to bring this up right now because this probably has nothing to do with it, but indirectly does. You said that you were a hippie from the 60s. How do you compare the hippies from the 60s to the hippies that we see today? <laughs> well, that's the same thing as... Uh, the bikers I knew in the 60s compared to all the Harley Davidson wannabe bikers running up and down the road today. And maybe I shouldn't say that because I think there are a lot of people that, that really have a, uh, uh, are trying to put their heart in the right, right way. But I think the, the difference is, uh, there's a very, um, um, socialistic and really almost a communistic agenda behind any kind of a movement today and the movement back back then even though it was like you could have called it for some true communism because they moved in the little <laughs> communes. 25 yeah communes uh, but everybody knew that wasn't going to work but uh, back then the whole agenda was to to break all the agendas and then not have one yourself and i think what it did it just kind of uh, broke uh, a lot of people's minds out of the little box that they were in. I think it was good for everybody, the hippies, uh, the non-hippies, uh, e everybody benefited, and it was very painful uh, to watch it go through, struggle through what it went through because politics got so involved with it. Uh, but, but wasn't this as, as a result of the Vietnam War? It was a way that there was – what is it? What, do you, what was it called? There were – yeah, the flower. The flower revolution, basically to stop the war. And uh, basically the government gave away pretty much drugs so that all of you hippies would have been just separate from it. Just go and enjoy the drugs and let us fight the wars. Right. You're exactly right. I mean, that's ex – and, and the – uh, the young people that were figuring all of that out, they they knew that uh, uh, Vietnam was just a, a con just to keep the 
military industrial complex fed, but it was being fed with uh, young people's lives and it still is today. And it was, uh, it was a standing up against that more, more than anything. And Vietnam was the kicker. Vietnam was the whole deal. And, uh, it's what said it about. It's very strange that something like that was said about a peace movement. Uh, that didn't work, but, uh, Essentially, it was the CIA that wanted to turn social activists like you into, quote-unquote, flower children advocating peace and love, quote-unquote. Correct. <laughs> you see, you have the truth and then you have the CIA. And everything you see before your eyes all day long is the CIA. <laughs> it's the truth. So now let's go back to the Mandela effect because this is something that uh, I have noticed myself. I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and I remember, I remember brands, I remember names, I remember cartoons, and for the life of me, sometimes I think I'm going nuts, and then I realize that something's going on. Like, why don't we cite a few examples, and I bet you a lot of people who are listening to us are going to start scratching their heads. Why don't we pick one, for example, Oscar Mayer or Meyer? The hot dogs it used to be one way. Now it's something else. Why don't we start with this one? Well, it to me, it's always been M-E-Y-E-R. My baloney has a first name, O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name, M-E-Y-E-R. I've been a musician, songwriter for 50 years, and I know lyrics. Not that I don't mess up uh, on stage. That's You just start saying watermelon, but... I know those lyrics to that song, and I had uh, a weenie dog. I had a dachshund who I just had to put down just recently for had that dachshund for 15 years, and that's how we spelled his name, M-E-Y-E-R. And uh, but now it's M-A-Y-E-R. Oscar Mayer. It's Oscar Mayer. If you and and what is bizarre about that is you go now. Wait a minute, you know. And, and the first thing people will say is that ah, uh, companies will change their logos. But they don't change the name of their company. But you can go, you can Google it or whatever, and you can look at the history of the company. You can put in M-E-Y-E-R, and it'll automatically correct you to M-A-Y-E-R, because that is the way it's always been spelled in this timeline. Now, here's an interesting thing. Growing up, I grew up in Puerto Rico, a, 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 a Spanish-speaking country, and all commercials were in Spanish. And I remember singing the song, Oscar Mayer. Meaning you're 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 announcing the e m e y e r, and I remember the song vividly. And now you go to Wikipedia, you go to their the company's website, and that m e y e r is nowhere to be found. So it's very puzzling. It is, and it's interesting that you would say that because of the speaking Spanish, and I never thought about it that way. But you would certainly, most certainly, recognize the change. Uh, for you especially, uh, it seems to me like if you uh, speak another language and then you're you're spelling something in another language, it seems like you would absolutely remember it, which way it was. I would have been I would have been singing Oscar Mayer, and I was singing Oscar Mayer, M E Y E R. Very odd. The first one that got me was J C Penny, P E N N Y, and uh, I. All of a sudden, it was P E N N E Y, and I, and that, I knew that one right. It's just not wouldn't wouldn't right. I just remember pennies. I never remember J C Penny. 
J.C. Penney's. And uh, that was the very first one that I saw. And then I got dragged through the Oscar Mayer, Berenstain Bears, Ford logo. Oh, just, you know, it just goes on. There's, it's still going on. I, you, you, you reach a point where it's just like, oh, yeah, there's another one. But uh, it's, there's just too many to count. People keep finding them every day. Here's another one. I remember my wife used to love this HBO show, Sex and the City. But I remember it being Sex in the City. And now all of a sudden, DVDs and books and magazines, all you see is Sex and the City. Right. Right. I remember Sex in the City. I never watched the show, but I do remember it. And uh, I think they made a movie that entitled that also. I remember it as six as sex in the city also. And also for rock lovers, the band Queen, I remember We Are the Champions, the song. Who who hasn't been singing that song at a sports event? And I remember at the end of the song, We Are the Champions of the World. That last part is nowhere to be found at the end of the song now. And isn't that bizarre? I mean, I, <laughs> and that is so strange to me. And like uh, in the music realm, Peter Townsend, uh, the guitar player with the Who, and his name is spelled S H E N D now, Townsend. Uh, and that really, I, I, I couldn't believe that. People's names are changing, and not just lyrics, but uh, and and it's more than than one song. But I think that one is the bit, the largest one. And I think there's a uh, a parody on um, YouTube. When I say parody, I think we're we're being mocked. And um, I know it was Gwen Stefani and uh, George Clooney, and uh, but it, the guy that he has a late night show now. And I can't even remember his name, and he has a I think it's a karaoke taxi or something. But anyway, they're all singing this song, and they're all at that point. Wait, and then finally Clooney finally goes of the world, and they all sing it, and then they're all going, "Well, what happened? What happened to that?" And I really think they know, and uh, they just did that to mess with our brains. Another one. Give me another one. Uh, for example, I remember uh, what's the name? Fruit of not fruit of the loops. Uh, uh, the, the underwear. Fruit of the looms. Fruit of the loom. Yeah. Right. Loom. Yeah, for the loom had a what I remember about it, it had that cornucopia uh, uh, logo, which no longer has anymore. You might be thinking of Fruit Loops. Uh, no, no, no. I, I know either or, but the fruit, fruit of the Loom, the underwear, they, they spell it differently now. Oh no, they do not. Really? <laughs> How's it spelled now? I haven't even seen that one. Fruit of the Loom. Let me find it. I uh, wrote it in my notes here. Where is it? One second. Well, Fruit Loops is also another one. Fruit Loops is actually spelled Fruit Loops, O-O-T-O-O-P. Now, it used to be fruit, like uh, you spell fruit. But I guess the question is, are these companies, I mean, I understand. I used to be in marketing and advertising. Sometimes you change the the uh, the branding to appeal more to a new generation. Have they changed the branding, or is this something that we cannot confirm? Well, they haven't changed the branding. Uh, <laughs> and you just, you know, you really don't do that. Like, 
And I'll and I'll put one just right out. And it's a. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.